good fucking morrow, everybody. This is the darker side of midnight. I am Matt Blaze, producer board up of the other side of midnight with Frank Morano. With me, as always, he is associate producer of the other side of midnight, overnight sports anchor, telephone town coordinator, the one and only the runway model. Kenny's here. Hey, hey, hey now. Yeah, look at that. We're doing another episode quickly. We were on the fence. We didn't know mm-hmm. if we were going to be able to do one today because I got a lot going on, as we've explained before, as I've explained, happening at home in the house. And I said, no, by God, we're doing a podcast today because a couple of reasons. First of all, let me address what Frank said to me on the air about people upset that be, even though I am not a practicing how dare you Jew, that I am working and not atoning for my sins <gasps> on Yum Kipper, Yum Kippur, however you like to pronunciate, <laughs> pronunciate, pronounce the word. <laughs> that was like a Muranoism. Yeah, pronunciate. So let me tell you this: I cannot, and like I said to Frank, you don't walk in my shoes. I don't tell you how to live your life and what to do. And who the hell are you to tell me? I come here. I work. That's what I do. I atone for my sins every day. Because there are no sins. I'm perfect. (laughs) I have no sins whatsoever. Yeah, none at all. Do I drink? Ken, do I drink yes or no? No, you don't. Now, that's not by any, any reason like I'm an alcoholic so I can't drink. That is by choice. What do they call that? Um, abstinence? Straight edge? Yeah, straight edge. I'm straight edge. It, what, what is abstinence? Isn't that a... a yeah, abstinence. Abstaining from alcohol. Abstaining from alcohol, yeah. sex, drugs. Well, you don't do that. Yeah, I'm not sure. <laughs> Anything of pleasure? No. Um, yeah. We're not going that far. Yeah, yeah, But yeah. I don't drink and I don't smoke anymore. So, and I never smoked weed. So I was never that a weed in your, smoker. in your damn pipe. Yeah. Put that in your it. damn pipe and smoke it. Put that in your little alcoholic beverage, whatever it is you're drinking, because I'm not drinking it. I've said this how many times that I still have beer in my refrigerator from three years ago. From 1989. I have beer. I'm telling you this. Forget about the refrigerator in the garage. I have beer in my refrigerator in my kitchen that has been there since... The pandemic, since before. So it's been there for like three years. Sheesh. Bottles. There's like three or four bottles. I'm not even sure how many of Blue Moon in the refrigerator. Those are actually really good. They are good. I wonder if they're still good. They probably are. If they're bottles. I think they are. I think so. They're bottles, and Blue Moon are in the dark bottles. Yeah. And you know, that's what keeps beer from getting skunked. Everyone Hmm. thinks... That the whole thing with beer being skunked is that if it goes from being cold to warm, that right. skunks the beer. That's yeah. not true. For that to happen, it's got to be, like, extreme. Like, it's got to go from being cold to being, like, 100 degrees mm-hmm. or the opposite. Yeah. Like, warm to being, like, 10 degrees. Like, that's what skunks beer. But normally, like, if it's just, like, left out in room temperature and gets you know, goes from cold to warm... It's not going to be skunked. It's the light that skunks beer. That is why. Do you know this, Ken? I'm schooling you right now. I actually I'm, didn't know that. I am teaching you something right now, and for everyone else who's never heard this. Very interesting. Do you know why 
You put a line in Corona. No. I thought it was just a taste thing. Uh, well, it is. It is a taste thing, but the reason is, if you notice, what color bottle does Corona come in? What color bottle? Yeah. Corona beer, Corona Extra, Corona Light. What is the color of the bottle? Like Heineken is green bottled, right? Right. So Coors Light is brown. So it's the like blue yellow. moon it's bottles like yellowy. are blue. No. Corona? No. Looks like piss a little bit. That's what the beer looks like, but what's the color of the bottle? I don't think I ever paid attention to that. It's clear, you moron. There well, is no well, color. There you go. It's clear. So you know why? So because it's clear, what happens? What can get to the beer because the bottle's clear? The light. The light. Correct. So you're learning. And because of that, because it's in a clear bottle, the beer gets a little skunked. So in order to hide that taste, you put a lime in the Corona. Uh, That is the reason you put lime in Corona. Matt Blaze, mixologist. The guy who doesn't drink knows all of these things. I wonder about, if Frank knows that. He probably does. Yeah, he's an alcoholic. I bet you he does know that. I can almost guarantee that he knows that. He probably knows where they manufacture each brand of beer, though he's not a big beer drinker. Definitely he'd know where the what bourbons are. What does he drink, are. brandy? Yeah, bourbon, Bourbon? Whiskeys, that kind of crap? Yeah, that sort of thing. Maybe like Jack. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I always, if anything, it's beer and like rum and Coke. Yeah. And the last time I had a beer was over the summer when I went to the Beachcomber in Seaside Heights to see this band and I had a beer or two. I think I told you I had a couple of beers yeah. and then the girl brought me one and I didn't really even want another one. You kind of like half-ass sipped it. Yeah, so I, I sipped a little bit of it, and then I just put it down. And yeah. I was like, I didn't want to say, when she brought it over, I didn't want to be like, no, I don't want that, because she like to take the money. I just was like, nah, it's all right. Like, And I took a little sip. Right, you just suck it up. And that's because I had to, still had to drive home. It wasn't, I mean, I would have drank it if I would have been there longer or like walked home or something. Right. But, um, so that is the reason the Corona beer gets a line. Now, so the reason we even started talking about this was because of my, uh, me going to work and coming to work on the high holiday, the high holy holiday. And here's what I said. You do you and I do me. I don't tell you what to do. Who are you to tell me what to do? And I observe in my way. Yeah, there you go. Point blank. So it's as simple as that. Now. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. As you know, this is the darker side of midnight where we talk about what Frank Morano talked about earlier on the other side of midnight today being September the 26th. So Frank talked about a few things. I'm not going in any order uh, right now. I'm just going by my list that I made of what I wanted to talk about. The first thing 
is camping. He said he has never gone camping. And I've only been camping once in my life. I find nothing appealing about camping at all. When I was in camp, when I was a kid, I went to day camp. I didn't even go to sleepaway camp. I went to day camp. And then after camp was over, when you can no longer be a camper and the next level is to be a CIT, a.k.a. counselor in training, Mm -hmm. I and my friends, we did not go to that. What we did was we went to a teen tour camp. You ever hear these teen tours? What the hell is that? All right. A teen tour is where you get on a bus with a bunch of kids, and they have different tours, and you tour around the country. Wow. And you, this is how I, I've seen most of the places I've seen was because of the teen tour. That's when I went to Memphis, and I went to Graceland, and saw where Elvis used to live, or maybe according to back then, they, they, they think he still lived there. Because he wasn't really dead. They still think he's not dead. He's still alive. That's when I went to New Orleans. New Orleans, as Frank likes it. New Orleans. Nice. I went to Atlanta. Places that I've never been since. Niagara Falls. That's a really cool camp, actually, then. So, well, it's not a or, camp. Or a, or a team. What do it's you call a, it? A team tour. A now, team tour. They have different tours. So the tour that I went on with my friends, first of all, was the cheapest one. <laughs> right. It wasn't the expensive one. <laughs> Because they, these, I mean, look, look, this is in the 80s, and this one for the summer, I believe, was about $2,000. Oh, wow. Which you think is, you know, a nice amount of change yeah, now, it even. It is. I'm, I'm sure camp costs a lot more now, even regular camp. I haven't gone to, I don't know. I don't know sleepaway camp, but I'm sure it's expensive. But at the time, my friends and I decided you could go hotels or camping where you stay at campgrounds, mm-hmm. or you can go half hotel, half camping. We were like, fuck that, all hotels. We are not campers. We don't go camping. So you, you hated it even when you were a camper? Yeah, had no desire whatsoever to even do any kind of real camping with like a, a yeah, yeah, fire, you get a campfire going, you pitch a tent. We didn't do any of that crap. I was never a Boy Scout. I was never a Cub Scout. I didn't do any of that stuff. So even then, we didn't want to go on the camping portion. Mm-hmm. And we, like I said, we went on the cheapest one. So what we did, we did it for two years. The first year, we did a tour where you'd leave on a Monday and you'd come home on Friday. So That's wherever nice. you would go, except for the last trip was to Disney and we were away for two weeks. And mm-hmm. then the next year, they had a new tour that they created where you were away for two weeks. There was three of them. So you were away for two weeks, came home for the weekend. Then you were away for another two weeks, came home for the weekend, another two weeks. Now, again, this was the cheapest of all these tours. They had tours that lasted the entire summer where you didn't come home. Oh, wow. So they would travel around like the, the United States on a bus, and they'd go to the Grand Canyon. They'd go all around to California and back. Mm-hmm. We didn't do any of that. Now, now we're talking five, $6,000. Right. My parents are like, yeah, that's not how yeah, that's, that's a lot. They were like, yeah, we're not paying for that. Yeah. So I didn't go camping then. 
And since then, like I said to Frank, I've only gone camping once, and it was barely camping. Yeah. Now, did you go camping? You said you went when you were like so eight yeah, or nine? Yeah. So I went when I was like eight or nine, but like I didn't help build the tent. I didn't help set the fire What were you up. doing when I they were just, building the tent? I was literally just chilling. Playing with your Hot Wheels? Just like watching, yeah. Like <laughs> it was pretty boring. I'm not even going to lie. Now, I appreciate things like that with the outdoors a lot more now because yeah. every memorial day i go upstate with my dad my cousins my uncles but we stay at like cabins right like we call them cabins but it's basically like a strip at a motel like you yeah. know like the little rooms but, but and whatever when you went camping were you like in the wilderness like isolated I mean, no nah, it wasn't it was like were there other people yeah, around it was you like camping grounds yeah like there was other people probably like 200 feet from you okay like set up and whatever so like and like there was bathrooms that you could go to right like whatever little where, do you remember where that was i couldn't even tell you man i don't even remember because where i Maybe went massachusetts oh uh, no I no where i went was up in in i, I think it was lake kittatinny is that the, what it's called something like that or uh, i, I forget it, it was up you. it's up in that corner where mm -hmm. like by port jervis new jersey was uh, that new jersey new york like that little area up yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And by the river, the Delaware River, that whole thing. And what I remember, so this is what happened. I said this to Frank briefly. I said, yeah, it was a girl that I was dating at the time. She had gone camping on Memorial Day. Right. And, and then my birthday is the end of June. So she was like, she had a great time. And where she went at this campground is where, like, like there's other people there. So you get, like, your spot. And it's like a, like, sort of like a, like a, like a plot of land. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? And yeah. that's your area. So you put your tent. There's usually, like, a, a picnic table that you could use. And that's your little area. And then right next to you is another spot. Almost like a parking lot. Right. Of just tents in a row. And, yes, there was close to the bathroom. Mm -hmm. And she picked that spot. For a reason, because that's the spot where she was before, and she had a great time, met other people that were hanging out, everybody's chilling, having a good time. So when we're going, she goes, for your birthday, I'm going to take you camping. Now, in my head, I'm like, you got to be fucking kidding me, because yeah, I'm like no camper, but I'm like, okay, you know, like, mm -hmm. sure, what am I going to say? Yeah, you can't be like, uh, yeah. that's a terrible idea. Right. So- we decide there was two of her friends, married couple. Now, remember, this is, I was in my, I don't know, mid-20s at the time. It's two of her friends. They were married. They're going to come with us, and we're going to meet them there. Mm -hmm. All right, cool. So for whatever reason, I remember we kind of got a late start, and we were getting there. It was, like, already dark out. We didn't get there till like, maybe, like, 9 o'clock at night or 8.30 yeah. or something like that. And I remember it was raining. It was like sort of drizzling and raining, kind of uh, the way it's been lately that's shitty, here. Then. And it's dark. Mm -hmm. So, but her friends had gotten there already. So we go to the 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 to check in at the lodge or whatever they call it where you check in. Yeah. So they know you're there. And we go and she goes, Oh, I'm in this such and such spot, whatever they called it. And she the lady goes, No, 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 you're not there. And she goes, what are you talking about? Like, I reserved this spot. And she's like, no, no, no. Your friends changed the spot. Oh, no. And we're like, what? And she's like, well, where? And they give us a map. Yeah, remember, this is like in the mid-90s. Like, there's no, 
There's yeah. no, you have the, no There's smartphones. No GPS. <laughs> GPS was hardly anything yet. I don't even know if MapQuest existed. It probably did. But yeah, we had no smartphones or anything. They gave us a map of where our spot was. Now, remember, she picked this spot because there was a lot of people around. It was very close to the bathrooms. Her friend's husband picks this spot in the middle of nowhere. I'm talking about, when I say woods, I'm talking about in the middle of the woods. We drive up, and she's so pissed off. She's like, I can't believe this. Look at this. This is horrible. I can't. I, I don't want to stay here. This is terrible. I can't believe they did this to us. And then it was like, I felt like I was in a movie, like vacation, because we get out of the car, and her friend's husband goes, hey, you guys made it. Look at this. Isn't this great? And we're like. <laughs> like he's Clark Griswold. Yeah, he's like, something. look at this place. It's great. And we're like, it's in the, he's like, it's in the middle of nowhere. This is awesome. And we're like. No, it's yeah, not. Yeah, we're leaving. <laughs> yeah. So we have to, like, pitch our tent. It's raining. It's dark. And we're there, and she's like, I hate this. She's like, we have to leave. I can't be by the bathroom. And the next day, we ended up going back to the original spot, and they stayed in their spot. Really? Yep, because we didn't want to stay. So what happened? Did you just, like, tell them, like, yo, we're out of here. We're not coming. <laughs> we're not going to the spot anymore. Yeah, we were just like, hey. Or like, we're not staying here. We was like, oh, she said, like, oh, I, I really need to be close to the bathroom. Like, we made up some excuse. Oh, yeah, that's good. Of, like, she has to be close to the bathroom, and that was the original spot, and then she liked being there. So they were just like, all right. They weren't, like, too mad about it. Mm -hmm. But it was just like... The whole thing was like a nightmare. Dude, that's a botch. The, the way she was so pissed off, and the guy's just like, isn't this great? Look at this. We're in the middle of nowhere. And we're like, <laughs> we both look at each other like, what the hell? And then yeah. we went, and it wasn't horrible. I mean, just because it was just the two of us, and we are in the tent, and it was fun, and, and that was about it. And then we went on, like, the river rafting, like, the next day with, with the other two, and that was fun. Yeah, that's cool. That's pretty cool. And it wasn't horrible, but it wasn't like, I don't consider it like real camping where I got a giant fucking backpack and I'm backpacking for a, three miles and, and going, hey, this looks like a good spot. You know, yeah. I, I never did anything even right. remotely close to that. Right. It wasn't like raw wilderness. Right. I mean, look, my dad was a city kid. And, you know, he used to go horseback riding a lot, and I did that as a kid, mm -hmm. but he wasn't a camper. He used to say to me, oh, yeah, we're going to go camping one day, and blah, blah, and I'm like, no. You never went? Never. And I didn't really care, because I didn't really want to go. I don't think he wanted to go either. I thought you were going to say that when you guys got there to the new spot, she was going to be like, all right, let's just go the hell home. No, no, I no. I thought she was actually going to be like, yeah, let's, let's just leave, and then she you were going to be like, let's go. Because you no, didn't even want to be there to I, begin with. Yeah, I probably would have been like that. But when we got there and it was fine, there was other people around, but it wasn't the same. Like, it's different people. And she kept saying, like, how, like, the last time she had been there, like, everybody was really friendly. And, and this mm -hmm. it wasn't like that. It was like there were people right next to us, but, like, we weren't – we didn't become, like – friends right like where how the experience she had the last time so she said it wasn't the same not mm -hmm. that it was bad because it was with me or anything like that it's just the people around it just wasn't the same vibe and i guess she went at a time that it was great and then after that it was just really the two of us right because 
they were in their spot in the middle of fucking nowhere. And we were like, yeah, screw that. Exactly. I, I definitely, I did not want to be there either. Because I didn't like that. I'm like, there is literally nothing around. And it was on a hill, too. That's the other thing. It was on, like, a slope. And we're yeah, like, that's, what the hell is this? <clears throat> that is shot. So I can't imagine Frank being any different than me. Was I can't remember. Did Frank ever say he was in like a the Boy Scouts or the Cub Scouts or I don't think any so. of that crap. I don't know. I know he carries a I pocket mean, knife around. If he never like if he already was contemplating the idea of camping and, and he's not never, liking that's it. That's true. And he's never gone camping. So yeah. he, he would have he would have gone camping think, if he was a Boy Scout. Exactly. And like would have learned how to make a fire and all of that. I can't sure yeah. he said he doesn't really I can't know how to imagine do that. Frank, Mr. I need my Glass of bourbon, yeah, and my cheese. What, the the, the <laughs> cooch, what is it? Yeah, the, charcuterie, the, yeah, charcuterie board <laughs> of cheeses that he'd like camping. It's like the nah. total opposite. You go camping, you put on a pair of shorts, you put on a t shirt, you grab a cooler with a with beer in it, not wine. I guess you can bring wine, but beer, mm-hmm. not bourbon. Not yeah. cigar. I'm, well, I guess you bring cigar. You can hang out, but it's not. Mm-hmm. It doesn't seem like it's Frank's scene. Nah. To go camping, Mister Mister Rayos. Yeah, I exactly. Got, the night I, that he I, talked about going to Rayos, yeah, I got bottles coming to my tables. What right. He, what he said. On yeah, exactly. Show. He got bottles sent to his table. Yeah, because oh, you, you're friends with Sid. Yeah, not even because he's Frank Morano, <laughs> because he's Sid's friend. Yeah, exactly. That's the reason he went. He got bottles sent to his table. Yeah. I can't imagine him. Camping, maybe in a camper, but not like in a tent. I mean, yeah, he'd be glamping. Yeah, maybe if he, I mean, maybe if he goes with Carmine, he would want to like show him things. But then again, he doesn't know how to do anything. (laughs) Exactly, he doesn't know how to make the fire. He doesn't know how to pitch a tent. Yeah, he can't make the tent. He's gonna be like Carmine. Why don't you set this tent up? Fire! He almost burnt his mother's house down (laughs) with a cigar. He burned Carmine with oil. You're gonna trust this guy to make a fire? Seriously. Carmine, let's make some schmores. <laughs> Next thing you know, the kid's burnt. Yeah, I mean, for real. He's somebody. He's got to bring somebody else who knows how to camp. Yeah, and I, he certainly doesn't. I can't imagine Rachel wanting to go camping with Frank. No, no way. No way. Hundred percent no. So I don't think. Uh, would you ever go camping again? I honestly would. I mean, I I want to. I would want to experience at least one time. Maybe going with like a group of friends and like. Actually doing it right, setting up a tent and all of that, the campfire. Because I do like the outdoors. Like, when we go up every Memorial Day, it's up in, like, the Catskills. So it's, like, borderline middle of nowhere type of thing. Like, there's farms, there's cows up there. You know, I like the woods. Making the fire is really cool at night. We all chill, drink beers, listen to music, hang out. So it's a good vibe. So I probably would do it. You would do it, but if if they gave you a choice Mm -hmm. of... Camping at like Yellowstone National Park, right? Or the Bellagio in Vegas. Where are you going? Honestly, I would go camping if that's really, if it, yeah. If it's between those two, you wouldn't want to go to the Bellagio. No, I mean, I'm not really a fan of gambling. Have you been to Vegas? No, I haven't. Me, either. I definitely want to go, but like, I don't know. It seems just like. A whole Moranoville. Yeah. Just a bunch of degenerates drinking and so smoking true. and blowing stacks of money away. Yeah, like, I, I don't know. I don't really have a big appeal. The to only go. the only yeah, I'm like you in the way that I want to go just to say that I went to Vegas. Right. And 
from the people that have been to Vegas, they always say like mm, two, three days. That's mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Other, anything more than that, especially if you're not like into gambling, you're yeah. going to be bored. I've heard that. Like it's like two or three days and that's all you really need. Mm-hmm. And that's enough. So I'm like in that area of like, I like to go, I like to go to the Grand Canyon. I've never done that. Yeah, definitely. That would be cool. I've never seen like Mount Rushmore like no. do that. Like things like that, I wouldn't mind, but I still, but camping. You wouldn't go again? Nah. At this no. point in my life, no. Yeah. I'd want like, I'd want to go, I'd go glamping. I want a tent that has electricity and a <laughs> right. bed. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't want to sleep on the ground. I'm not doing a Brady Bunch where I'm bringing a cooler of food or I'm going <laughs> fishing in the lake yeah. to, 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 to catch my meal. Now, would you stay in like a cabin, like a nice yeah. cabin in the woods? Oh, I, I would do that. Like that would be pretty cool. Yeah, if there was a cabin or something, I would yeah. do that. Like on a lake. Mm-hmm. Like things like, like a that. Cot or whatever in it. Yeah, nice I wouldn't mind. Spot. I wouldn't mind a cabin. Oh, look, I'm not. I would go out on a lake and go fishing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But yeah. the idea of staying in a tent and like that just doesn't. I'm. It just doesn't. It's not appealing. On I the mean, ground. I yeah. mean, yeah. The whole thing about we moved the spot because it wasn't by the bathroom, and she was like, "What am I supposed to do?" Because yeah. she was like. I'm like, well, I can just go pee in the woods. Like, I don't care. Exactly. But like the girl, like, what are you gonna do? You bring a roll, to- a roll of toilet paper. I'm going. Th- I'm going over here. Like, who yeah, wants? I that? gotta go find a bush. Yeah, exactly. That, that was one of the reasons. That is rough. I mean, look, you know, I'm not a. a, a I, I look. I grew up upstate, so to speak. Mm-hmm. That's what meaning from the city. It's upstate, but it's really not upstate. Rockland County right, is not right. really upstate. To city people, it is. And she was from Jersey yeah. City. So it wasn't like we were like these country people that, or, you know, more urban, suburban type. Right. We're not staying in the middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. So that's why it didn't work for either of us. Yeah. So I don't think it'd be much de- different than uh, Frankie Five Burroughs, the Staten Island uh, kid, uh, that he's going to have any other want to be camping. I wonder yeah. if Frank has ever gone like horseback riding. I don't know or anything like that. I don't know. I've never asked him that. Because eh, I did that. He's short enough to be Napoleon, so maybe like <laughs> being on a horse. So? Yeah, yeah. You have a little complex. Yeah. You want a horse or a pony? What do you think? He probably put, did put the him pony. on a little pony. Yeah. You just ride around. Put Carmine on the horse. I Frank, fell Frank will be on the pony. I fell off a horse. Did I tell you that story? Oof. How I fell off the horse? I think you have. I got dragged by the horse. Yeah, you mentioned yeah. that. That yeah. is yeah. not fun. When they there was like straight away, and they go, "You go as fast as you want." And I I thought I was gonna fall under the horse, like <sighs> like a cartoon. So I jumped off the horse, and oh, my foot gosh. was stuck in the stirrup. And it kept going. And the horse just kept running until I finally got loose. Really? Yeah. And I'm laying on the ground. Dude, you could have died. I was eight. like, if it ran and like there was a rock where you were like, oh yeah, could hit my past. hit my head head on the rock because I was just being dragged. And oh, I remember, shoot. you know, I was, like, reaching up to try to get my foot out, mm-hmm. and then I did, and I was just laying in the on the dirt, and I didn't cry or anything. I just remember getting up, and I told you, the guy who owned the ranch, his name was Duke, like, oh, yeah. the Duke, yeah. and he goes, you're not a cowboy until you fall off three times. That's Jeez. what he said to me. No, so, thank you. And I've been horseback riding in, I don't know, 30-something years probably now, wow. at least. Frank talked about this uh, Nissan Kia thing. 
right. about how they collect your data and they know what you're doing in your sex life. And I was thinking about you because oh, no. you, well, not in that way, Ken. Calm down. Oh, I, mean, no, I know you're a please. runway model, but <laughs> no, please, I don't, I don't go that way. Like Curtis said, I don't go <laughs> Neither that do way. Neither do I. <laughs> I'm thinking because you have a Nissan. Now I have a Nissan. <laughs> right. You have a Nissan now. Mm-hmm. And in the past, you have told us the stories about your adventures with a girl behind the party city. <laughs> on Valentine's Day. On on, Valentine's. That's right. The Valentine's Day gift was you <laughs> in a car with a girl behind the party city. But yep. now I'm thinking, if you go behind the party city now in your Nissan, Nissan's going to know what you've been doing behind the party city. Oh no! And how do you feel about that? I don't. If they're recording, that's I'm done. I'm screwed. Or do you Nissan uh, or, see it all? Or are you just like listen? Give me a little scratch, <laughs> and you can release it. Yeah, we can sell this. Yeah, we can sell this thing. Maybe if you blur my face, that might be the. You uh, want the face blurred? You'll yeah, be all right. That might be the the rule there. And Kenny you, and the Nissan. The agreement. Yeah, <laughs> it'll be that'll be the movie. Behind the party city. <laughs> That's it. That's it. That's well, the name of it. Well, my question is, does, doesn't Morano have a Kia? He does. So, I was, <laughs> so That's why he said that. Yeah, why did you bring it up, Morano? Why are you so afraid yeah. of this? Well, he said it. He's got a lot of, uh, what did he say, gangsters and uh, politicians in his phone, which is true. Yeah. That's, a, that's not, not a lie. That is true. That's true. And contacts, and you never know. Next thing you know... They're saying, oh, this, this Morano guy knows a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Uh, you never know when the uh, the FBI is uh, subpoena, the, the subpoena to Kia yeah. to get those records of what's going on in that car. The staunch defender of mobsters and prisoners. That's right. So who knows? Frank Morano. Who so knows what's in this guy's phone? That's why he was a little concerned about what's going on with Nissan and Kia. But uh, you better watch it there, buddy. <laughs> I'll be careful. Taking girls maybe, to the party city. Maybe I'll try behind a CVS next time. Yeah, there time. you go. <laughs> That'll be better. The other thing Frank talked about was this, uh, what's going on in baseball. Mm-hmm. And we'll touch on this real quick. Uh, the rules of baseball have changed this year. The biggest rule, I would say, right, is the pitch clock. Yeah. Is that the biggest change? Yeah, that and that the, the fact shift. that they banned it. Yeah, they banned the shift. Yeah, the shift I could deal with. It's I understand. I don't think they should have banned it. Yeah, I mean it promotes. Yeah, it promotes offense, which is what they want. Right, it promotes you know, more scoring, a, a lot more hits in right. general. But but and the pitch clock was purely to speed up the game. Yeah. So now same. that the game is a little faster, people are liking it. But Frank's making this argument about. Pitchers being hurt, you got four with the four or five of the top pitchers in 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 MLB yeah. are hurt having surgeries, and they're saying this could be due to the pitch clock. And mm-hmm. I thought makes logical sense if you're hurling a fastball at ninety five miles an hour, and you now have to throw your next fastball within what thirty seconds. Yeah. If that could that could strain your arm yeah. a little more than when you were were faking out, and that's the other thing too. That the whole reason, the whole psychology 
behind the pitchers doing what they would do was to throw off the batter. Right. So now that the batter knows that the pitch has to be thrown within the 30-second time limit, and I don't know, I haven't watched a baseball game, honestly, in years on Mm -hmm. TV or in person. So I'm imagining, much like the shot clock in basketball, that they're waiting till the last possible moment a lot of times to throw a pitch. Yeah, I mean, to me, it's enough time to get set Right. And know the next pitch because, like, the reason – like, okay, I get Frank's argument with maybe there's some validity to that. I just think it's too premature to say right now that that's the sole reason why these guys are having these injuries because these injuries have been going on for decades. I mean, right. back to, like, the 90s, John Smoltz had, had the Tommy John surgery. Well, you know, well like, Tommy John had the Tommy John exactly, surgery. But, right. I mean – but. It, but there is an argument to be made. Obviously, look, injuries happen. You're doing things to your body that a normal human being doesn't do mm-hmm. on a daily basis. So, of course, you have to build up more muscle. And now we've been seeing probably over the last 20, 25 years of these injuries, not just in baseball, but in a lot of sports, football, yeah, even like pro wrestling, even though they say, it's, you know, it's it's – it's predetermined, but they're still doing some athletic stuff. It's still oh, a lot yeah. of athleticism involved that they're getting these injuries that we've never seen before, before that, say, 40 years ago, because they're building up such muscle mass right. on their bones that you're seeing a lot more quad tears and pec tears mm-hmm. and things like that that never happened before. Right. And, and that, Exactly. So that could be also a tribute to all of this Mm -hmm. but i didn't even really think about it till we just i just said it just now about the psychology of a pitcher you know looking at the batter Mm -hmm. shaking his head shaking off the pitch shaking his head Mm -hmm. while the while they're getting signals and i know now they get them in their ear yeah it's not like it was before the catchers throwing signs Mm -hmm. i know it doesn't happen like that anymore but there was also a psychology of the pitcher looking at the catcher and then looking like he's about to throw and then stepping off. Right, that sort of thing, yeah. And, you know, grabbing the bag, you know, doing the whole thing with the ball, mm-hmm. again, setting up, the batter steps out of the batter's box, all that stuff. Like, right. Well, there's a psychology behind that that doesn't exist now because the batter, has, is there a pitch clock? Like, can the batter see the clock? Uh, I don't know. I don't. I don't believe so. Is it only behind Maybe, the pitcher? Yeah. I I haven't read into it that much to see that, but I mean that's why they made the rule because the guy scratching his ass, he's picking <laughs> right. up the freaking the right. bag. Like, he's playing with that's his balls. Why, and, yeah, know, like all that. Stuff. That's why they did that. So I mean, right to speed up the game, but there's a yeah. psychology that doesn't exist now because now, even if the even if the batter now they're going to have well they will develop one because it's it's the first year yeah. but now the the rookies that are coming up once they get used to it they're going to have an internal pitch clock they're going to know mm-hmm. that the pitcher has to throw the ball within the next 30 seconds well, well you could also look at it at the reverse too and the batter the batter has to be set in the box as well right. and ready for the pitch so like he's got to be like all right 
I took that ball or I swung. The pitch is about to come. Like, I got to get set again. What's he going to throw? What's he going to throw? He has a shorter time to think about, like, what the pitcher is going to throw. Well, that's sort true. Of thing. But, so, but at the same time, you got to think about it's the pitcher that takes longer because depending on what pitches were thrown and what the count is mm-hmm. and also what's happening on base, yeah. what the score is. So they're going to throw a different pitch. That they, right. they, they now have to figure out quickly because there's a clock on them. Mm-hmm. So what they throw and the, and whoever's at bat too. So right. if it's like two and one, the count's two and one, you, they're going to have to decide quickly what pitch they're going to throw mm-hmm. depending on if there's no nobody on base, if there's a man on second. Like it's all different now that they have to speed it up and think real quick to figure out what they or the coach has to figure it out, the manager, yeah, because they're I guess they're the ones telling them in their ear what they're gonna throw, right? Yeah, is that how it works? Like the catcher and the pitcher, yeah, they got earpieces, earpieces now, mm-hmm. so they know what they're one they're gonna throw or what they're told to throw. Yeah, so I th- I think the catcher presses like a little button or something, right? And it like says it in the pitcher's ear, and he could shake it or say yes, and then so the the catcher tells him. Yeah, well, pretty pretty much. Well, yeah. how could the catcher tell him it was in the batter's right there? Can you hear it? Well, no, I think he. The, it's in the pitcher's ear. Like no, but how does the, the catcher tell him? Because he like presses. I think he has like a little thing on his wrist or some shit. I haven't looked into it that deeply, but I'm pretty sure it's like an automated voice, like oh. like slider or whatever the hell in the pitcher's ear. Oh, it's like Chat GPT yeah, voice, like some shit like that. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like you push a button, it goes slider inside yeah, or whatever, yeah, something, something like that. some kind of shit like that. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, but yeah, I I don't know. I'm not crazy about the new rules. Mm-hmm. Maybe just because I'm like an old school guy that like a traditional and don't even like pay attention to baseball anymore anyway. Right. But it does, it does seem like it's all about, oh, we got to speed the game up because mm-hmm. it's all about TV and yeah. it's not about the game. Yeah. It's I about mean, all the outside nonsense. And and look, now it's affecting the vendors that are selling beer. Yeah, because the game Seventh inning stretch is short. Everything's shorter now. The whole right. game is shorter. I think they start – I think they're – didn't remember Frank talking about – that whole thing about when they were going to stop serving because yeah. of – the game's shorter now. Yeah, I think they're like allowed to do an inning later or something like that. Right, something like that. They, like could, they could sell something. beer a little longer. Yeah, yeah. There was a whole thing. I mean, so who knows? Maybe, listen, maybe they'll keep it. Maybe they'll get rid of it. Yeah, you never know. Look, in five years, if they find out and they go, "Ah, right, we did a study and find out that because these pitchers are pitching uh, quickly because of the the clock." And it's it's actually injuring them. Mm-hmm. Then maybe they'll do away with it or make it longer. Maybe right. they'll extend it to like a forty-five second clock. Yeah, I mean, I, what do you think? Time has to tell. What do you think was the time before there was a pitch clock between pitches? Uh, I mean, I, I remember one time I went to like a Blue Jays Yankees game with my uncle, and he counted. It was R. A. Dickey that was pitching for the for the Blue Jays, right? And he counted like in between because we were like. At the time, thinking, like, dude, this shit's taking forever. Right. And it got up to, like, probably a minute before he threw the next pitch. It's like, All right. you know, that's... So it, do you When think... you're watching it in real time, you're like, this is excessive, dude. Get right. set and pitch the... And throw the freaking ball. I would say... I would say 45 seconds. 
Yeah, that that is. I think forty five seconds is a reasonable time. Yeah, thirty seconds to me seems a little quick. Yeah, I because you just threw the pitch, mm -hmm. so as soon as the catcher catches the ball, the clock resets. So then the catcher's got to throw the ball back to the pitcher. It might start when he when When he gets the ball back. back. Yeah. So then he has thirty seconds to throw the next pitch once he has the ball in his hand. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's with. Runner with a runner on, he has might even be fifteen seconds. I gotta look. And That's then with crazy, no runners man. on, it's thirty seconds. It I, should, I think why why that though? Because cause, oh yeah, because Frank did when we talked about it before we talked about how it's gonna affect stealing. Yeah. Because now they're gonna know that they have to throw it. So they have fifteen seconds to throw pitch with the bases empty. And twenty seconds with a runner on base. Yeah, that's that's quick, man. That is pretty freaking fast. Twenty seconds. Yeah. No, it should be like forty five seconds. Yeah, they they yeah. See that I can get I can get around like, like pushing it back. Yeah. I can get around that. I don't. I mean, I get it. They want the games to move a little faster, but twenty and fifteen, that's quick, man. Yeah, that is pretty fast. And like I said, now the batter in a way has the advantage because they know the pitch has to come. They have to throw that pitch. Right. Yeah, I mean, like I said, they also have to get set, too. I mean, yeah, but how it's long a whole it take mental thing between both, I guess. Yeah, but how long does it take for the batter to get set? It takes the pitcher much longer yeah. to figure out what pitch they're going to throw. And to, like, like I said, the yeah, psychology he, was more on the pitcher than the batter. Yeah, I mean, he's still got to be thinking, like, what the hell is coming here? Like, it's coming fast. But what, like what happens going if... going to the next pitch. I, all right, what, is, what, well, is what I think it's going to be. What happens if... if um, the batter backs out of the batter's box. Yeah, so I think they 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 get would, like a strike. Yeah, they get a strike. They um, they, see, there's rules for the batter too to in order to get set in the box. Like, I think they could step out once per bat, per right, at bat, right, 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 and stuff like that. Because they like, used to step out all the time. The box. They swing the bat around. Yeah. They knock that cleats a few times. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So they they put restrictions on the batter too, but. I, I can see the whole thing with the pitcher. When I was playing Little League, I used to do this thing. First of all, because I was lefty, so it was already harder yeah, for the pitchers too. because of that. Yeah, both mm-hmm. of us. I used to do the thing where I used to lean over the plate. Yeah. Did you ever do that? <laughs> I used to lean over. Like, I, I'd be set out the plate, and I I had the bat, and I'd lean over the plate. Right, make it smaller. Yep, and then the ump would be like, you got to green back, come back. But I'd try every time. <laughs> I'd yeah. always try it. Lean over the plate <laughs> to make him throw it outside all the time. That was that, that was my is, move. That is slick. Yeah, I try. I tried. At least I tried. But you know, they don't catch on to it. They I mean they oh, know. Yeah. But sometimes they don't. Sometimes mm-hmm. they don't. They don't say anything. But yeah. I, I try. I used to try all the time. All right. I think we've uh, talked enough. Again, this is the darker side of midnight. Goes along with the other side of midnight with Frank Morano for the same day. Today being, what is it? Tuesday? Wednesday? Uh, it is Tuesday. Tuesday, September 26th. So if you're listening to this, you want to listen to the other side of Midnight for the same day. Remember also to join the Murano Radio Fans and Haters Facebook group and see what's going on there. And I uh, will post the podcast there as I do um, every day or the days that we do this thing. And I don't know when the next podcast will be only because... I got renovations going on in my home, and I got to be home for these uh, guys, and then I got to throw them out because I got to go to sleep. So it's a process that's going to be going on for the next couple of weeks. 
So we will be doing the podcasts when we can. I know there have been some people complaining. And believe me, I like it. Not that you're complaining, but the fact that you miss us and that you want more podcasts. So we appreciate uh, you listening. And uh, tell your friends about it. Tell your friends about The Other Side of Midnight with Frank Morano, the Mama Luke, and about The Darker Side of Midnight. And we'll end it like we always do. Your influence counts. Have your pets spayed or neutered.